Yeah. Yeah. Disclaimer. No brainer. Board jammer. I don't know. All the content in this episode that doesn't belong to me are reserved and owned the rights of their respective owners what would just be music so do not sue me everything that's played in this episode operates underneath fair use copyright act 1976 you know the deal keep it real rimbo little boat Rimble, messed around and got richer than all my idols. Putting safes and sleeper holes like I'm Roddy Piper. Cashed my money in the bank, then won all my titles. Yeah, I'm happy with my girl, but I won't black China. Stepping in a new dorm, shaking hands with rivals. Heading to that blue wall, cause you have to fight it. Have the burner, cause I heard that his jab was nicer. Smith and Wesson, 4 5 for a 49er. I'm a known home wrecker like Jerry Springer. She told me that her name was Kia, but here's the stinger. I had her squirting on the bed with my middle fingers. I hope you really don't believe that I won't black China. Murder weapons in bikini bottom, you're not gonna find them. I'm finna ask you where you from and don't be lying. I'm not the biggest one in here, but I told a giant. No additions to the others, let's go divide them. When I take the smithing off my hip, you should go inside. You pulled up without your burner, you chose to die. You could be bouncing out the car, but you chose to drive. <laughs> It's going to be a long day if you watch the clock. Episode 60, what you thought. Welcome to episode 60 of the Isolated Thoughts Podcast. My name is Langston Mayo. And if we look to our right, around the corner and down the block, I'm pretty sure you can enter an X-Files theme. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Yay. Spotify, Anchor. Yeah, man, we we back on the big trifecta. Fuck Podbean. Um, fuck the RIAA. Um, yeah, man, we 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 getting the ecosystem back. So please, if you're listening to this podcast, the the very least I can ask of you, but absolutely positively means a lot, is to share this with somebody. Share this with somebody. Have them take a listen. If it's not for them, kick them out your kitchen because they ain't cooking with you. And yeah, man, we back. Uh, IsolatedThoughtsPodcast.com. Go ahead and grab your little sweater, little shirt, something to make you take you to work. Come on now. I'm, I'm telling you, we, we, we doing something. We trying to do something. I If you could see me right now, as again, as I sit on my floor, <laughs> I am holding this microphone just millimeters away from my lips uh yo <laughs> and i yeah i need new mics asap i shouldn't be talking into the top of my microphone but that's exactly what i'm doing talking to the top of my microphone so yeah that's where we're at uh if you have any suggestions i'm i'm trying to do research i think i know what i would like to get but also need income yeah man uh what else what else what else i'm just glad to be here this will be a short episode i promise you i have like one preliminary kind of thing i want to talk about i will keep the rants to the minimum and we'll just get into you know the structural 
music with the prophet watching food for thought and get you out of here in under an hour baby and before we go any further gots to say thank you to the folks that keep this thing cooking like crisco that will be lydia karen kyle cyrus katila sophia liera gabe thais boy serge khalil and big press tim y'all again the backbone of i can surely say as the numbers are starting to come in with folks listening uh, on a regular basis outside of the patreon that y'all are the reason why the podcast is here today and it's crazy because patreon didn't start off at the podcast like i just put it out but from march to september when no one could hear it unless they joined patreon y'all were the people that held it down some people came some people left like we love there's some people on patreon's name i don't say anymore because they're no longer with us and now there's new names that say that joined us on the journey and whether you come in for a little bit i hope you stay as long as you can spider-man uh or if you decide today after this episode 60 and 60 of them boys in that you say all right let me, let me throw a couple of dollars to make a holler i love you not thank you for real uh, yeah and follow the social media links to isolated thoughts pod on instagram and iso thoughts pod on the Twitter and Elosinko for the personals, if you care. But the only thing I really had on my mind was last weekend. A really good friend and her and I were talking about how what like it, there was an advertisement for a Netflix show or a movie rather, and you know me. I'm a horror for horror. And looking at the movie, it was called Someone's in Your House or some shit. Uh, yeah, someone in, there is Someone Inside Your Home. The proper title comes out October 6th. Now, that'll be not next week, but the week after. I'm like, bet. But the moment that you see the trailer, you see this very, to me and to her, again, don't need, she doesn't like horror. But very clear to her, we were seeing the same thing. And that is, why are they all teenagers? And it was, it was kind of gory, like in the trailer a little bit. Why were they all teenagers? And I've stated this before about, which I probably will finish this weekend. Not probably, I will. I only have like an hour left in the movie. But this teenager horror thing it doesn't sit well it's a weird thing to me like making horror center around kids essentially and you're like Langston you're stupid all the classic horror films star teenagers in high school yeah but they weren't actual fucking kids Johnny Depp was like 20 something like granted not all these actors and actresses are kids either right some of them are pulling the uh, 
I was going to call her Gabby Douglas. I don't know the young black woman's name. But the black girl that played off a of high school musical, she was like 30 in that motherfucker. So, sure, got you. Cool. But the difference is, it didn't feel like you're watching kids as much as watching young adults. I'm fully okay watching the young adult, but don't make it so adolescent. Like, I don't like my mature themes to be mixed with adolescent. That's when we get into a weird gray area I don't like of, like, I won't go as far as to call it the, the, the file word, because I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lay any accusations on any one production project. And yep, y'all should know at this point, 60 episodes in, how open of a mind I have. And I don't even think y'all really know how open of a mind I have because I haven't gone there yet. I'm still, <laughs> I'm unabashedly myself and I'm definitely still uh, walking. I'm not tiptoeing, but I'm walking. I'm watching my step every time I, <laughs> every time I walk. Uh, the bloopers for this show over the past year, uh, the shit I, I've said, mm, I'll keep that. That was the whole point of uh, of the secondary show before they shut it down, killed the momentum that I still may very much do. That's Patreon exclusive. That will be very unabashedly. <laughs> unapo- I mean, I'm very much apologetic. Uh, unapologetic here, unless I'm being, you know, completely tone deaf. What was the name of the... Oh, yeah, now I think about it. And so now I think about it still it's an idea and concept where I would just say a whole bunch of shit anyhow back to the point of these kids in horror so that fear street shit the rating reason I didn't like it was because yo it's fucking kids bruh like quit fucking showing kids in dire situations and I'll get to some shit I watched recently that of course, I, I realize I have a bias. I don't know why. I just don't like kids and serious shit. Nor do I like kiddie shit. So I guess I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. I want to have kids myself one day. That's in God's plan for me. Whole family, whole shebang bang. And I like, so I, I know, I, I know I didn't mean to be a parent and a father, but I just, don't care for the depiction of kids when shit's happening. Just anything. Like, now, because I don't like teeny bopper movies. Like, bro, like, they just be so worried about the stupidest shit, bro. I get it. I'm 24. I, too, was a child not too long ago. I'm still a young adult. Like I said, I won't really consider myself grown until I have, like, kids and shit and or really like 30 i don't know i've, I've never been one of those persons like rushed like i'm grown i'm not a kid but i think i like if if it all ended today like i would very much be a kid as much as like lifespan of shit again we're getting off track i promised i'd get you out here in an hour so i'm gonna shut the fuck up and get back to my point of i am just turned off by all that shit if I see a horror film and it has kids as like the main characters, like if they have kids in there, it's going to suck to have the kids in there, but the movie doesn't have to be bad, right? The Conjuring, 
Conjuring did a great job. There's some kids in that motherfucker. One and two. Hey, look at them kids. But they ain't fuck it up, Jack. When the kids are the main, when they're the protagonists and the main characters. <sighs> Save me, please. Save me. So, I don't know. I just thought it was really weird. Like, I, I just think it's a weird trend. And I don't know what purpose it serves. Like, I get it. Like, the Ghostbusters. I don't quite know yet why the kids are there. Like, it, it makes sense. It. No, Stephen King's It. Because it was written in a way that kids are central to the story that grow up into, like, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's written from the beginning to be this, like, circular or secular, secular story. Yeah, circles. And, yeah, okay. But when you just have, like, horror and violence and you throw kids at the center of it and have them... Oh, get the team up together and oh, stop it, bro. Like, I, I guess it probably what sells. It probably sells our streams, rather, because there's a reason why Fear Street didn't come out in movie theaters because it got canned and Netflix bought the rights to the shit. And so it probably streams. People casually, they like this shit. They like, I don't know. I already said this. Last week, y'all have some terrible taste and shit. Very bad. But, like, naughty, slap you on the wrist of the ruler. Like, stop watching bad shit. Y'all have to value y'all time more than this. Your eyes, your ears, your mouth and nose, head, shoulders, goddamn, get on your knees and toes. Because what's wrong with y'all? Yeah. So that was not really much of anything. I just thought I'd share how much... I'm disappointed and just also kind of weirded out by the amount of shit that exists that's horror based at least. It's like why are why are these like kids at the center of this shit, bro? Like a little bit here and a little paranormal little thing, cool. But like actual horror like this, someone's inside your house thing. I don't know. But we'll get to more horror. Now we're getting the music. That's how, yeah, just music. And there wasn't really that much. Larry June dropped a project that I need to listen to. There's two projects there. Well, there I have a I have a backlog of albums. I need to get to that. I got to a little bit, but I still need to get to like Willow Smith. I'm still behind on Willow. I got you. I got you. I said that she's like she's listening, waiting for me. Uh, <laughs> Larry June and uh, Cardo teamed up again. Y'all know how I felt about that. Uh, Cruise USA project from last year. That shit was amazing. Uh, it just, yeah, it made, it made me a Larry June fan. I've been, no, I already said how I've been aware of them, but it's like, okay. I, I like the whole aesthetic. So, them two getting together again. Yeah, I'm here for that. Uh, Westside Gun released a side A and a side B of the uh, Hillerworth Hermes 8. So side B just came out, I think, yesterday, and side A came out you know, a couple weeks ago when Donda Cat came out. So, yeah, I need, to, I need to get to both of those sides. Looks like my boy Benny, Benny the Butcher, also of Griselda fame, seems to be gearing up for a Tanner Talk 4 release. I look forward to that a lot. And you already know that right now it's looking like 
Conway, the machine has a top two rap album release for me this year. Um, so Griselda's still killing the shit. Uh, speaking of that kind of sound though, but in a different way, cause Rock Marciano, you know, the torch bearer of the past decade of that kind of grimy street sound that isn't mainstream the way Pusha T and the Freddie Gibbs uh, have been. Now, of course they're not main mainstream, but they have far, far more of a following and popular adaptation than Rocky Marciano is AZ New York's AZ, you know, do or die, uh, fame acclaim, however you wish to phrase it often associated with Nazir Jones released do or die too. Uh, I listened to some of it because then I went to go meet with my cousin and it was just kind of playing in the background on low volume. So I didn't really hear the rest of it. That's cool. I, I agree that um, from the Rory and Maul pod, podcast, uh, they just call it the new, new Rory and Maul, that uh, Rory has said he has like a top seven voice all time in hip hop. I agree. I'll never forget listening to uh, Life's a B and damn, what's that other, what's the, what's the other song that I remember just hearing AZ and be like, his voice just seems so, it was just so memorable to me. I'm pointing it right now because I ain't going to lose my mind if I don't remember. Yeah, More Money, More Murder. That's, um, I think that might actually be the first song that I ever heard by uh, AZ. And so, yeah, it's not, it doesn't do anything for me really. The, the album, but it, it's good to hear AZ and you know, one of those underrated, under talked about MCs, especially coming out of New York. It's hard to, I mean, it could be said that from anywhere though. Like, if you come from a place that's under talked about and be really good, it sucks because you have to move somewhere else. Or if you're from a place like New York where there's just so many legendary acts that even if you're associated with one. It's kind of hard to cut through the noise. Uh, besides that, Jordan Lucas. Jordan Lucas has had a hell of a week. I will save my comments because I have done my own like research into it, but pretty much Karen Civil, a person that I don't know how I feel about. I never know how, how I've ever felt about Karen Civil. I certainly don't know the woman. But a handful of people, like she's becoming very polarizing in this way that I've only heard people kind of wrap their arm around her, both figuratively and literally. And with that still, it always kind of like, hmm, what is it? Like, what is she? Like, I just always associated her with the Internet. And by virtue, it's a good reason, too, because that's she was an early adopter of the blog era shit like oh nine type shit so she you know she that's her bread and butter is the internet but it seemed as though I, I'll, I'll just say this I'm always weary of people who who like operate behind the scenes but don't want to stay behind the scenes and it's not that you can ever transition but it's almost like 
you parade being a behind the scenes person like yo like no i'm uh, I, I put the, I put the I put the picture together. Don't look at me. Look at the picture. But at the same time, you're often like in the picture. Shout out to PD, and yeah, that's all I would say on that. Because I don't know, I don't know. But Jordan Lucas is talking about how, yo, Karen, f me over my career. It's really weird. A lot there's been a lot of support, but again, some of the support has just been like the internet dogpiling upon her, which is, you know, that's where it sucks. I mean, like you have a case of something, not like a, a civil or criminal case, but more so of like if you have something to really present, and people just want to, you know, bash because that's what the internet does and kind of collective mindset people do. It often takes away the message because, like, look, you just dragged my name through the mud. Like, no, looks like Jordan Lucas really has real, like, cause for concern and be and reason to be upset. And so, all that leads up into him dr- dropping a track with J. Cole called Your Heart. It's forgettable. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Because J. Cole dropped Heaven's EP, which is just, it wasn't the EP, it was just him rapping over Drake's pipe down. <laughs> and it was really good like really really good like I, I, y'all heard me say already I love the pipe down instrumental which I think 40 did and to hear like a real MC over it was crazy I'm not disrespecting Drake in that way I've already said that he can say some clever things but like that's a J. Cole beat. That's that's a J. Cole beat. And he really did it. Uh, he he did it really well. So him coming off of that, they dropped maybe this the day before on Thursday. And then last night slash today, they dropped Your Heart. And I don't care for Jordan Lucas. I never have. To me he raps like a black Eminem. And that's not, I, I just, I, his content, his flow, everything. That's why I still support him. Because, again, I, I'm, all, I'm never for fucking over nobody. So, if he he got fucked over like he's, you know, he's been standing on. And kind of, you know, documentation shit supports it. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter if I don't like your music. We're we, we not here for fucking nobody over. But. Yeah, I, I I was only I really was only looking forward to the track because of the news, or not the news, but the things that have been happening around them, and I wasn't disappointed because <laughs> it met my it, it it didn't even meet my expectations. It kind of met below it, but hey, Jordan Lucas, I'll never forget losing like half a month of my life, freshman year, sophomore year, one of those years, one of the first years of college, whenever that um. I'm not racist video and that song dropped. Oh my God. It was so cornball. Uh, uh, where he like was rapping as like the Trump supporter dude. I probably have like a billion views on fucking YouTube now. Uh, yeah. Jordan Lucas is not, not my cup of tea, but he's talented because he can technically rap and he has a fan base. So keep on pushing Joiner. 
rest of this music though. Uh, run the jewels folder. Run the jewels folder. Can you run your folders? Run the jewels for deluxe dropped, and it's just uh, they added. I think maybe three tracks. Uh, Ooh la la with Lil Wayne, and then they dropped the Pharrell and Zach De La Rocha track with another feature on there. And then one other song had like an additional feature on there, and then all of it else is just instrumentals which you know, shout out to LP because man I love the run of Jules 4 getting finished in my top 5 last year if I remember correctly I love run the jewels I love Killer Mike LP I w- I'm still waiting on another Killer Mike solo album but I'll take a run the jewels 5 I need to go see them live because I, I saw them when run the jewels had came out like when they first came out in 2014 uh, and I didn't even really know. I didn't even know what Run the Jewels was. I did again. They just had to be headlining at the Mad Decent Festival in Denver, where the headliner was Outcast. So yeah, I think I mentioned that before. But either way, shout out to Killer Mike. Shout out to LP. That Ooh La La with Wayne. It wasn't his best guest verse of the year, but he's still on that tear that he's on. So. If he's rapping like that consistently, I need another tape. I need another album. Uh, I think I would prefer a tape, like a I don't know, another dedication with drama. D seven or um, just something, you know, some, some, another another Wayne project where he's just rapping. Don't try to do too much. Just let this man rap his ass off. And then, yeah, just they had a, a BJ, BJ the Chicago Kid track with uh, Vic Mensa. That's called The Taste. Um, Sugar Free and Cocaine. I'm not familiar with Cocaine, but Sugar Free, I'm here for anything he drops. They uh, dropped the track and, yeah. <laughs> um, Awakisha. Yeah. Moneybag Yo uh, dropped a remix of Wakisha with Lil Wayne and Shanti. I don't know if I'll be listening to that. And the last thing is the track I was playing at the beginning. Like, I don't even know what I'm playing for the outro. I'll figure that out when I get closer to it. It really has been a light, a rather light release week. And so, yeah, the track is Blackout Trip. I played at the beginning. And that was Rimble. Well, Lil Yachty and Rimble with Rock Climbing. I don't care for Lil Yachty. Sometimes I hear his voice and I don't. Like over the years, I've grown to be tolerant. Um, again, the song Pop Out will always be ingrained somewhere in the back of my brain. <laughs> but, yeah, his, I, I appreciate his aesthetic. You know, because he does different things. But, yeah, I, I, I just don't, I don't think he, like, even really be saying anything clever. Like, that's, I'll go down a whole thing about that in a second. No, I'll say it now. It comes to rapping. You don't have to be Nas fucking Mortal Technique. You don't have to be saying shit that makes me go, what the fuck are you, whoa, ASAP Brock, whoa, bro. 
He fucking said the manila folder had the manila illa and come silly like a thriller manila, but wasn't milly vanilla because he, ooh, wow. The entendres have exponents. That's how powerful they are. No, you don't have to do that. But you also can't just fuck it. I put a shirt on who your bitch like my shirt off. Hey, I fuck your bitch on a shirt off. I think your bitch is a workout. Hey, I get to walking down the street. My feet don't hurt no more. I got duly on me. Like you can't just say anything. Got two girls in a swimming pool. And now I'm going home because I feel like like I can't even really imitate just how bad the shit can be. Y'all know. Y'all listen to the shit. Y'all stream it up. I, I guess maybe a young boy dropped a new project. Look where my brain goes. I'll talk about bad rap. I'll talk about the man with 50 million platinum plaques because y'all just listen to this nigga all day, every day. I don't know. There's something in the music. There's something wrong with y'all. Y'all need help. And so a little yachty. I just, I, where I tied it in because with rap, the rap side of hip hop, I mean hip hop in general, but rapping has to, like you have to be clever. That's the whole point. Say something clever. And of course, the great ones are clever, paint pictures for you to see while you hear. They say things that are relatable. They boast in a way that make you feel good. And so, yeah, niggas just be saying shit. And Lil Yachty, I just feel like he just be saying shit. Anyhow, Rimble someone I'm really a fan of now compliments the track while they do that like back and forth style Lil Yai starts off Lil, you heard the song at the beginning and the same thing happens again on the way out uh, on the, so they both have two verses and I like I, I love trade off things if people can do it really well and I like both they like their voices match the production really well so that's why I was able to like be cool with Lil Yachty and what he was saying so yeah, that's it though with music. We don't get to what the prophet watching though. So what the prophet watching, and that will be Gerald's game. Gerald, Gerald, Gerald. Yeah, I finally seen something that I'm pretty sure a hundred percent y'all already seen because y'all like that be on Netflix. Y'all be watching everything, bro. Y'all just watch any and everything. And Gerald game was good, so it's not saying just any and everything. But y'all be watching all the little like seeing that already. Like okay. Okay, nigga. <laughs> but yeah, I've been seeing it. But it was something I felt like I wanted to watch. Like I like I had to watch it with another person. So that's why I've been waiting for so long. It's like you know, fuck it, I'm just gonna watch it. And so that's how I feel. I, I love horror movies, but I think horror movies are best enjoyed with another person. So I, yeah, I, I like I can. I'll go to like I'll go to the movies and of course, of course I do this, I I do this, but I know they're best enjoyed. Cause that's what, it's like oh whoa what the heck, and yeah. But again, I'm not gonna stop. I'm not going to be like um oh, I can't wait to watch this movie until somebody else sees it. Beep beep. If it's in theaters, excuse me. Anyhow. Gerald's Game. <laughs> Gerald's Game is a movie that I will spoil. So skip ahead, please. Spoiler alert. 
I will skip. I will spoil this movie because I don't think it's worth making a standalone review for a movie that's older. So what I will do is for the next two minutes, I will talk about it in depth, and then you can skip ahead two minutes. This is this is not me saying it's post editing either, so it may be a little bit longer, but. I will also signal verbally that I'm done spoiling it so you can come back. So probably skip ahead two minutes. Gerald's Game stars two white people and <laughs> and they're older white people. And the director's wife is in it. She plays the mother of the woman that's the main character. And the mother of the woman is the woman from Hush. It's really weird because the mother and the daughter look very much alike. They never appear at the same time because it's a flashback. They're not there. They're older. They go up to a fucking cabin and not a cabin. It's just like a little vacation home up in the wilderness away from people. And to spice up their marriage, because I guess things are a little stale in hell. Um, long story short, things get a little, you know, it's a little weird. There's a dog, a little mangy dog that they run into. And... They get in bed. The boy Gerald is popping pills. The Viagra type. Not the blue chew. And he pops them. He ties up old girl to the bed. Old girl to the bed where she gets tied up. Like with handcuffs. Like like some sturdy, dirty handcuffs. He starts getting real aggressive. He has an R.A.P.E. fantasy. That is. That's the conversation for another day. But it made me a little like, hey, yo, Gerald, chill, my boy. And she wasn't feeling that either. But he was like, Ugh. like, like, because in theory, you'd have R.A.P.E. fancy. You fucking have to, you know, like her resisting definitely probably plays into that shit. Uh, so it was really weird. And then he realized, like, OK, I guess you're a buzzkill. Like, OK, yeah, sorry, Gerald. I don't want to be fucking assaulted. And he has a heart attack. He dies on top of her. And then the movie takes place over the course of like a day and a half. I'm still, um, I will say this if you skipped ahead yet. I think this has been two minutes. I'm still spoiling the movie. Skip ahead another minute. I am still spoiling the movie. And what ensues is her surviving. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty like damn. Like, how would you do that? Like, that's a scary kind of crazy thing to think about being like hooked up to the bed and not knowing how to get out that motherfucker. And so she has to like, she starts having hallucinations because she's dehydrated, not drinking. Um, I think I was a vibe. Like, I don't know if I would start tripping as soon as she would start tripping. Like, you got to be a little stronger than that. But <laughs> no, that shit is crazy. And so the dog comes, starts eating Gerald on the floor. She can't do anything about it. She starts seeing shit. Um, and when she starts seeing shit, she starts like having mental conversations with herself and her dead husband and still spoiling it. Go ahead another minute. And it's, it was just really like, oh damn. And like, there's like a, a deaf like person, like looks like a, not deaf, like hard of hearing, but rather someone that was supposed to be like the Reaper, but come to find out at the end. It wasn't like in the vision. It was like a real grave robber. It was kind of weird. Like it was really weird. It was a whole weird thing. 
and it's a good watch. It's a good watch. I've heard people say it's really disturbing. I don't know if it's really disturbing much as like fuck. The her her cutting her fucking hand shit. Oh my god, now that was kind of a tough watch. But yeah, it's it's a watch. I know I I kind of for your folks out there who don't care about spoilers and like seeing shit spoiled like spoilers makes you want to watch things more go watch it if not i hope you've skipped through enough of me talking i'm done spoiling i'm done spoiling here that yeah you want to go watch it gerald's game on the netflix is where you can find that film i watched turning point I forget the proper like sub name for the film, but it's like let me pull that shit. Turning Point, not USA. Okay, we 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 know about those puppies. Turning Point Netflix. It's called Turning Point 9/11 in the War on Terror. I wasn't sure what's going to go. I can't front. I'm kind of over 9-11 docs, especially with the 20th anniversary. I'm just not disrespecting, you know, folks and lives lost, but more so I I I want to hear, like, raw shit. Like, give me, like, yo, 20 years later, we're willing to admit what you thought you knew. Nah, son. And actually, surprisingly, this documentary did that not in all the directions I would like. I want to know some more, like, yo, Tell the truth. Why did that do that that thing now, huh? Why did it go fall fall with the ball ball, huh? Okay. It it did a good job of really like predating from the eighties all the way till now of Yeah, like how like how the US built up Al Qaeda and at least the precursors to Al Qaeda. And then, you know, it it, it kind of seemed like, yo, like, even within the story, there's like, so you're telling me the fucking alphabet boys who will remain nameless, but, you know, you know their initials um, that operate in the branches of the government, they're beefing with each other, that that's the reason why information doesn't get fucking passed along? So, fuck, so... The, the NASA group minus the A, the, the second A in NASA, you're telling me they get formed and they do all this internal surveillance shit. And you're telling me that that could be for progress, but the ones that's been around for the longest, the feds and the SEDs, you're telling me that they missed clear shit, like clear ways to look further into these people who were extremists that clearly didn't like America as they make out, which I like that they really did show like, yo, the Afghan, no, the, the, the Gulf War, right? Was it Gulf War? Desert, I, I, Desert Storm. I, there's so many fucking wars, bro, that America goes over there to stop Russia from fucking coming in and invading Afghanistan. And in the meantime, they're like, you know what? 
it's pretty slippery over here. You must have a lot of oil. And in turn, just turn into what the Russians were oppressing to Afghanistan and then wondered why like generations today hate this country because y'all didn't like I, I it's a much watch it's it's really good it's really really good because while it's like pro no it it's pro America it's not pro America but obviously the people at the interview a lot of the first responders from New York and some other folks that are involved with different things with the country, like former administration folks, they're definitely like, you know, I'm proud. But the facts and information that they lay out is not as skewed. Like, there's a lot of objective information. If you can read and just pay attention, you'll get like, wow. That critical thought will hit you like, if they're saying that and they're just implying this, imagine what the real, like, what's actually being said that they're not leaning heavy on uh, or the shit they clearly say like that they kind of just I think the shit that really hits me is the shit they kind of just run past like oh yeah they couldn't uh, identify Osama so they fucking they could identify him by his ears because his face is shot off what the fuck what the okay I'm not gonna get into this we don't do conspiracies here we only talk about factual things I don't know what I'm talking about go watch 9-11 turning point uh, war on terror <laughs> Uh, preceding that, also was able to take a look at that damn, what is it called? Oh, on Amazon, there's a movie that it's not terrible, but it's it's called The Voyeurs. Okay, I'll be transparent with y'all. One of my first, if like, my got introduced to the inter no adult entertainment world voyeurism was a concept that was really intriguing to me it's like wow because i'm i'll be super open and transparent to all whoever's listening 15 people or 1500 people i i would like to know what's your favorite categories what do you watch if you still if you watch it at all i don't watch it frequently but I know I like used to when I did I'm like oh this is what I anyhow anyway I, I do want to invite that as a young like 13 and coming across voyeurism I think it really makes sense why I was into it in that it's really connected to, like my love for art and this idea of seeing people be raw like just be like it's like oh look i'm like because there's a difference between like peeping which is like some of the other weird shit that you can find i'm like yo this is that that's weird but when it's like set up in a way of like i don't care who's watching like oh okay so this idea of voyeurism like coming into a movie and like all right and that stars justice smith the guy who played um zeke or ezekiel from the get down this is the first thing I've seen him in, uh, except for Jurassic World, because he was in Jurassic, the second Jurassic World. And so it stars Ezekiel and white woman. 
yeah, yeah. And they are boyfriend girlfriend. They live together. That's already a mistake. Um, and they have neighbors across the street that they can see into their apartment. And it has a good little twist. It does have a good little twist. The acting is just really bad. And not like American Horror Stories bad, but bad enough. And it's just like, come on, what? Really? Really? Oh, this is what you're doing with the right. I'll say, listen to acting. The writing. The writing's not good. The dialogue is stiff. It's, yeah. So, the writing in the sense of like, storyline cool like like they 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 did it i cool but dialogue no bueno and yeah it's like okay they they look over and see them getting frisky one night like whoa oh they're you know they're kind of they're kind of square ass people it's it's a white girl and zeke so yeah they're square and they kind of you know hey whoa let me see let me get I'm a little turned on by this, and then it just gets a little, gets a little dark, and whoa, what's happening over there? Whoa, kind of like it's like a mixture of Disturbia, uh, that Shia LaBeouf film from like '09 or some shit, and yeah, that's really the other comparison. So check it out. I think it's a, it's it's a it's one of those like if you just want to get into a little watch, don't expect the good nothing. Just know that there's an interesting little couple, like, twisty twists that happen. They're like, oh, okay, I see what y'all are doing. But it is all, like, really your corn balls. And the other thing was The Undoing. The Undoing came out last year. And that was something that had a lot of buzz behind it. And it was often compared to the night of and saying it's some of the best since the night of. Well, do never never do that. The night of is really good. The night of is really, 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 really good. The undoing though. The undoing is still worth a watch. Like, no, there's nothing that I can say except for the ending. The ending is so uh, I won't say how it's uh, but it it yeah, I, I just don't know why they did that. That's all. I, I'll just say I'm disappointed in that because there's so many things that it does well for its six episodes. Because in the night of, it's eight episodes for a miniseries. Same thing with The Outsider, but it's only six episodes for The Undoing, and they they just did a, they just set it up really well for it to go in that direction that they went into. It starts starts Kate Middleton and. It's just a whole bunch of English motherfuckers. That's what I noticed for the shows. Like, why is it so English in New York? Like, I'd rather y'all said it in the UK or some shit. But it's just a hell of New York, all rich white people. That's how I know the show is really good. Because you made me care about rich white people. The night of, you care because there's a lot of reasons to connect with Nas and the whole struggle and all this shit. Millionaire rich white people and their crime who did it how did that happen 
you you have to make some compelling writing and characters and they do so check that out so before we get to food for thought i was listening to some music in between recording and originally was going to play taste which is the beach uh think featuring bj the chicago kid track you know play a little before i gave after i gave the food for tots i had to give you a little taste you know boom bap, pairing, you know my brain works and then i just i had seen the track released by token featuring rico nasty and i didn't mention it during music releases because i didn't listen to it so i didn't really have any thoughts on it and i love rico but i didn't know who token was i just started to give it a listen my face was stank that when he had the bar about before he like cuff a chick he got flyer out to hollywood just to make sure she don't like it that's a bar like the he the way he broke it down like the beat is hard as fuck one and then the way he was flowing because i didn't care like when you start talking about your cards and stuff out the gate you kind of lose me but then he started rapping rapping and when he had that bar, it was th- those that's a hard bar that's a hard bar that's a hard bar like i got like make sure she's the one let me fly let me fly her out to hollywood make sure she don't like that shit like you ain't you ain't a bird so uh yeah i'm gonna play that at the end but <laughs> in the meantime with this food for thought it's also a simple one but something that i feel as though is necessary to speak on that i was feeling another day and that is I find it so, so important that we don't succumb to the deprivation that we've been subjected to. Again, don't succumb to the deprivation that you've been subjected to. Meaning that throughout your life, it's really hard when it comes from family. That's a hard place to reverse engineer things. But certainly if it comes from friend groups, social groups, workplaces, if you have been deprived of respect deprived of consideration appreciation care compassion love we have to do all that we can not to succumb to the deprivation and reciprocate well people people you know get get over on me so i know i have to get over on other people to make sure i'm not get over on you know in a convoluted way of simply saying like if people are not compassionate with you do all that you can to not be incompassionate with others and of course that's what's really hard so i even say with family when you don't sometimes we don't even know like sometimes we don't even know how to properly be selfless because all we've been shown and known is how to be selfish like when you have parents that make you feel bad for being a child you know and you you start growing up and you feel like the only way that people spend time with you care about you is if you do things for them and not people unconditionally showing up for you and so that's how you treat other people and so it becomes ingrained so that's where i say if you don't know any better i challenge you to step out and realize some of the behaviors that you do that you know don't necessarily feel the best 
but you maybe have rationalized at this point that that's what you have to do. And what else am I supposed to do? What else do I know? When you've had to convince yourself that what you're doing is right, but somewhere within you, you know, you don't always feel the best to do so and or the results of oh, people be tripping when you do that, like live with it, deal with it. Like if you have to kind of silence people to accept your behavior or like, you know, shut up and I like, all right, it is what it is. If you have to do those type of things, those are the behaviors I'm asking you to reflect on. For the rest of us who may be more aware, fight that. Please fight that. Break the ha- break the cycle and create new healthy habits for you and your circles. That the same way that that negativity can get circled around and becomes the new airflow, get a filter in that motherfucker. Be the filter and circulate some new fresh air of acts of kindness, acts from from places of love, selflessness, consideration, and compassion. Because I can tell you right now, it's not something that we lack or we have too much of. So on that note. Take your best strut and some high heels. I really do appreciate you tapping in and tuning in. It may be a little bit longer than I said, but it sure won't be an hour and a half. So with that, I thank you. I love you. This is Token featuring Rico Nasty, high heels. And we'll be back very, very soon. Join the Patreon. Again, send this to a friend, please. Please send this to a friend, to a family member, share it somewhere. Uh, Just put it out if you like it. If you don't like it, hey, thank you for coming in. I'll see you on the other side somewhere else. But if you enjoy what you you spent here with this time on your drive, while you was cooking, while you was cleaning, while you was working, however you was tuning in with me, share that with somebody. And on that one, 60 episodes in, one... Hey, new whip, full garage, so I don't know where to put it. Used to ride the bike to school, look how far I took it. Invite her in a whip and tell her buckle up and push it. High heels so long, she can't even fit a foot in. I showed her homies they can do the shit they thought they couldn't. She said she got a show for me, I said how can I book it? Invite her in a whip and tell her buckle up and push it. High heels so long, she can't even fit a foot in. Get her out of crib, but I ain't going in and shit. I don't commit, but I'm the only one she codependent with. I only drink it from the pressure from the life I'm told to live. My mama love me when I'm out of town, I let her hold the whip told a homie right before i wife it i'm a flyer out to hollywood to make sure she don't like it no i don't belong in cali just turns out i was invited i'll be headed back to boston just to rock my stony island when it's brick out studio sessions stressing so many flows don't know what to pick out i was under 21 getting in the club didn't want to stick out used to live in the traffic zone was scared every time i inch out now i'm in the back of the cul-de-sac of the neighbor mad when i pulled a whip out new whip full garage so i don't know where to put it used to ride the bike to school look how far i took it invite her in a whip and tell her buckle up and push it high heels so long she can't even fit a foot in i showed her homies they can do the shit they thought they couldn't she said she got a show for me i said how can i book it invite her in a whip and tell her buckle up and push it high heels so long she can't even fit a foot in started off bubble gum now i make their faces numb started off looking down now i'm the one they looking up i chase the money face it these bitches really some bums full face on
no days off every day. We run it up, bitch. Ha. New whip, full garage, so I don't know where to put it. 